0: it it is! And the Boilers have done it! They advance to the Sweet 16 for the fifth time in six years. Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. I'm Corey Palm with Head Coach Dave Shondell. Coach, congratulations on a couple NCAA wins
1: last week and another trip to the Sweet 16. Thanks, Corey. Um, I was... Not sure what to expect. Uh, this past weekend, I knew Marquette was going to come loaded for bear. Uh, they've come here twice before in the last four or five years and, and left empty-handed. And uh, this is the best team, best Marquette team that I've seen. Uh, I know they were in the Sweet 16 a year ago, but they have the same players back <laughs> right. on that team, and uh, and they were, you know, more seasoned and, and, and very well prepared for this match. And as I said in the press conference after the match we were fortunate to win because it could have very easily gone the other way. Not that I didn't think we deserved to win. I just think that both teams deserved to win as well as they played. They competed. Uh, It was a low-error match, Uh, a lot of great plays. It was hard for balls to get to the floor on the other side of the net because the teams just – fought like crazy uh, to, to try to advance to the Sweet 16. And uh, to, to put the <clears throat>
0: statistics, statistics behind what you just said, uh, the final three sets all decided by two points. Yeah. They got one of them. We got two of them. Um, statistically, very close matchup the the whole time. I think, uh, you know, maybe the difference, uh, it, certainly against Marquette, was, was the... Serving game of the Boilermakers, um, you, you saw a little bit of an uptick last week in, yeah. in aces yeah. in both matches uh, versus where, where we've been the last month or so.
1: Yeah, and again, that, we were just fortunate. You take the final point of the match where uh, Skimmerhorn did serve a nice ball, but it wasn't anything electric. Right. Uh, she just put it right between two people, and it was like, you take it, no, I'll get it, and uh, the ball hit the floor. And uh, that's how it won. And it was too bad that it won. The match was won that way. I didn't care at the time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we just wanted to win and, and, and move on. But um, at the libero for them had played a tremendous match, just had really willed uh, that team to, to being great defensively. And uh, so it was too bad that that's the way that it, it finished. But when they look back at that match, they have nothing except uh, Great pride in the way that I mean they should feel really good about the way that they played, and I shouldn't speak on their behalf, but from my perspective, they were awesome, yeah Marquette was phenomenal in that match, and we were we were just you know as i mentioned pretty pretty fortunate to to get the final point in advance to the next round
0: I know uh, a lot of times in close matches like that the the home court advantage that you spend four months fighting for mm-hmm. can make the difference. I know the boiler block and, and, yeah. and Holloway Gym was
1: electric yeah. uh, last week. As and, good as I've seen it. Yep. Um, the student fans who have been tremendous all season, our block party and, you know, people I don't think understand um, that that's something that is built over the course of time. And uh, the block party has a, a core of officers, like a lot of our, um, student cheer sections have and that they're organized and they work hard to to make sure. But at the end of the day, you have to have a product that the students want to go watch and yeah. cheer for. And this team has met that criteria. And so between the block party and us, we have a great uh, relationship. Uh, it's a tremendous marriage, if you will. And uh, and they've never been better than they were uh, this past Saturday night or, thir- or Friday night when we beat Marquette. They, they, were, they were huge.
0: Yep. They were. They showed up the night before against Fairfield as well. I, we're not going to talk a ton about the Fairfield match. It's 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 in the rearview mirror. It was a it was a three zero sweep. You guys were in control virtually the whole the the whole way. Um, set an attack percentage record p- yep. for the postseason for the program, which is that's uh, you guys hit almost five hundred for the three sets combined, four seventy eight total. Yep. Um, just really dialed in on offense and. I think the thing that struck me most about that night was it, it the joy on the face of so many of your players. Of course things are going well, you're going to be <laughs> that happy. Helps.
1: That always helps.
0: But sometimes you yeah. you know as 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 athletes they try to tamp that down. They were embracing the fact that they were having fun out there.
1: Yeah, and and it's nice to have fun. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, the looks on their faces the next night were better because they were intent they they were, they were zoned in, they were focused and they, at times they were um, anxious, you know, that's just the way it is. But this team is best when they get in that competitive mode mm-hmm. and you see Hudson and Colvin, you know, taking charge of situations and Chloe r- rising to the level and the rest of the people responding to what, you know, what's going on around them like they did. So uh, we beat a really good team in Marquette yeah. on, on Friday night and, and you know, a lot of people may not look at it that way. I can just—I've been through these many, many years tournament matches, and when you beat a good team, you know it. Yeah. And uh, Marquette uh, was was outstanding. Eva I mean, Hudson, twenty-seven kills that night against the Golden Eagles.
0: Uh, Raven had uh, thirteen kills to go four blocks, like you said. Chloe, fifteen kills and ten. And digs. those are in four
1: sets. That wasn't a five-set match. Right. That was a four-set match and. Uh, we, uh, as pointed out by somebody the other day, we needed every one of them mm-hmm. uh, to, to scrape by but uh, you know, it's great to see Eva playing at the level that she's playing at. I think she's one of the top ten players in the country. There's no doubt that that she's playing at that level right now, after you know a little slow start because mm-hmm. she had been put on on ice for uh, seven weeks before we started practice. But nobody would know that by watching her play at this point in time. And I think that um, you know Chloe continues to play at a very very high level. Our setter is getting better. Our ball control is improving. I talked a press conference about Allie Horning's improved play. That she's making a big difference for us right now as well. It's just hard. To put the ball on the floor yep. against this team right now,
0: it yeah. is uh, to to have such a diversified defensive presence. Mm-hmm. You know, with several blockers, with mm-hmm. several uh, back row players who are who are playing so well, you it kind of uh, can confuse an offense a little bit and, and and make them maybe make choices
1: that they don't want to make. Yeah, I don't think we had a block in the first set against Marquette. Uh, I think they out-blocked us maybe one to zero. Both teams were trying to figure out what they were doing defensively yeah. against a new opponent. Um, but after that, then, you know, both teams kind of you know locked in and, and got their hands on some balls. And mm-hmm. the other thing was balls were being blocked but covered so well by these teams that just refused to let balls hit the floor. Um, but, no, the defense will be a real key for us as we move forward. It's gonna, it is our strength right now. And uh, and that starts with serving. So our serving has to continue its improvement, which I'm, I'm kind of happy with right yeah. now because I'm seeing some, some better things from our servers. And that will, will be critical as we play a team that's got the talent that Oregon has. Six
0: aces against Marquette, seven against Fairfield. And I know you've said all season long, defense begins with with good serving uh, and good serving doesn't always just mean
1: aces it means good placement it means you're making it difficult taking them out of system exactly um, you know trying to find who the the suspect passer might be uh, moving the ball around so they don't know exactly what to expect you can't go with the same serve consistently because they're going to make the adjustment but the idea is to try to prevent them from doing what they like to do on, on offense. And if you can try to take one player out of that or serve the ball where it's more difficult to run a particular set, then that's what you have to do if that's your best you know, strategic ploy. And uh, that's why you've got to watch a lot of tape of your opponent to figure out exactly what might be effective. But uh, at this level, all those things are really important. And if we serve well, we'll have a chance against, I think, anybody that we play.
0: Well, that uh, next opponent we're going to talk about after the break, the Oregon Ducks uh, are waiting in the wings. See what I did there? Ducks, wings. Yep. It's, it's, it's not a good pun if you have to point it out.
1: Well, uh, it's a I, bad I think, joke. think everybody was on top of it. Okay,
0: floor. okay, that's good. Uh, we will talk about the Ducks in the Sweet 16 matchup right after this. Dig City Podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine. Inspiring health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Now back to the show. All right, Dave, uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday night in Madison, Wisconsin, Purdue versus Oregon. Uh, You've had a few days to process and and look at the Oregon Ducks. What what can you tell us about them?
1: They're a very, very good team, Uh, just like I thought they would. B, you know, you don't pay a lot of attention to the Pac-12 during the season. You have your hands full getting ready for who you're playing. Um, The Pac-12 network is not very accessible uh, and will be less accessible next year, by the way. (laughs) Um, But it's hard sometimes to find those teams, and so you have to make a special effort to get on your uh, your own technology and put a, pull up what we call Volleymetrics, which has every single match in the country that's played so you can find them. And, and we have done that a lot lately. Uh, got them on um, our laptops and, and, and watch them uh, till we can't really see clearly anymore. But they're, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think they probably are the most veteran team in the country. Um, They have a a sophomore left side hitter that uh, some of our players know because she trained on the same under-21 team that both uh, Raven, Chloe, and Eva played on. So they know uh, Collier, who's a great player, very physical, probably athletically most talented player that they have. She'll get a lot of sets on their team. Uh, They have Gonzalez, uh, Gabby Gonzalez, that played – for Ohio State for four years, and uh, she's a fifth year kid in the other left side position that's a do-everything player mm-hmm. for Oregon, just like she was for Ohio State for four seasons. She was a four-year starter there. Uh, their middles are big and physical. They have a, a fifth-year transfer from Baylor, who we played as a freshman down at Baylor when we went down there and lost to the Bears. And she now is in her fifth year and has transferred up there, Six foot five, six five and a half, really strong player named McGee. Uh, another middle named Bacon that uh, is athletic, goes off one foot, goes off two feet, um, about 6'3", maybe 6'4", in the other middle spot. Uh, right side player is one of the hotter players right now. And um, you know we have to keep a close eye on her as well, but she's 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, um, their setter is a transfer from Washington State a couple of years ago. We saw her when we played in a UNLV tournament I think it was two years ago, and she caught our attention because she's very flashy, very athletic, throws a ball all over the gym, and they run a very fast offense to their outside hitters. So, um, And she's a fifth-year kid. So they, I, they start five fifth-year people that are front-row players, and I think the libero is a fifth-year kid, but I don't know for sure. So if you're giving awards to the most experienced team in the in the tournament, they're going to win that award. Yeah. I, I can't imagine anybody has more fifth-year kids than what they're putting on the floor. So this has obviously been a year that they've been focused on being great. Yep. And they don't you don't have all those people around if this isn't going to be right. that year. That's a big sacrifice that they make. Um, so we know that they, they, they know what they're doing. and they're, And they are very physical, very mature, clearly. Um, So, you know, for a lot of reasons, it's going to be a challenge.
0: Yeah, the Ducks come in at 28-5, and and 16-4 in conference this year. They uh, swept southeast Louisiana and Hawaii on the home floors uh, last weekend. So they're coming in, riding a seven-game winning streak, and and as confident as it gets, no doubt about it. Um, This may mean nothing, probably means nothing. You're one of four Big Ten teams left in the Sweet 16. Oregon, one of four Pac-12 teams left. In the Sweet 16, the two conferences make up half of the remaining field. Mm-hmm. This is the only matchup that pits a Big Ten team versus a Pac 12 team in the Sweet 16. So, I, I just, that doesn't mean anything. It's just kind of
1: an interesting note. Somebody probably is going to be interested in that. Probably. Out there. Yeah, somebody will probably write that down. Um, no, I, I, didn't, I did not know that the Pac 12 is always very, very good in this sport. They used to be the dominant conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought the Big Ten took over. Apparently this year, we weren't the com- the, the most dominant uh, team. We got f- or conference. We got just five teams in, but they all did pretty well. Minnesota, uh, the only team that's out right now, they ran into Creighton at Creighton and, yep. and got beat 3-0 after uh, winning 3-0 the night before. Uh, everybody else still alive, still alive and kicking, but all, but three of us, three of the four, are going to be in the same regional field yeah. in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, the other side of the
0: bracket, incidentally, like you said, is Wisconsin against Penn State. Um, I know you talked a little bit at your press conference earlier today about, you know, sort of the, the comfort of returning to a Big Ten venue. Uh, maybe you get some, some Big Ten fans who, who pull for you on a neutral field. Yeah, you,
1: you, know, you, you hope so. I, I don't know how Wisconsin will look at this. Uh, I think Wisconsin wants to play us again. Yeah. Mostly because we upset their, their Badgers in a match here when they didn't have uh, their big uh, right-side player, Anna Smerek. Um, so uh, they probably believe that um, Oregon is a better team. Uh, apparently the national media has gone on record as, as saying that, as it was mentioned in our press conference mm-hmm. uh, today. Uh, I think people are going to respect both Purdue and Oregon. They're two really good teams that are playing very well right now. But I do hope that the Badgers will uh, get behind us because I think that could make a difference. I, I know that if it was here, uh, I'm sure that the Purdue brethren would get behind uh, their Big Ten mm-hmm. um, comrade. Um, one... Uh, it, it, when you look for
0: any sort of potential edge you can get uh maybe it's grasping at straws but returning to a familiar venue uh maybe staying at a familiar hotel yep. having something not going into a place completely cold um, not trying to figure out where you get ice from for your training staff or where the yeah. locker room is how far it is to the floor just being being familiar with something how much of a yeah, deal is
1: I, that i think it's helpful to um to play in a place that you've been to before, you know we went there last year, uh, we went there again this year. Um, about every year we go up there yeah. to Madison, yeah. just about, and um, we've we've had had some success, winning uh, some of those matches, even as good as Wisconsin has been over the course of time, especially since uh, Coach Sheffield has been there. And we are staying at the exact same hotel that we normally stay at when we go up there, which is just a luck of the draw yeah. for that That's standpoint. True. Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, Corey, you're you're no fool. Um, This just comes down to how's your team going to play when they step on the floor. And you could drive up there an hour before the game and play. And I I don't think – sometimes we put way too much stock in in preparation and watching tape and getting the right pregame meal and how much sleep you get the night before and all those things. Um, When you get to this level, you've got great competitors on every team, and they're going to step on the floor. And and in volleyball – I think more than a lot of other sports and you're a guy that does a lot of evaluation. I know, um, there are less upsets in volleyball than there are in a lot of other sports. Yeah. I I don't know exactly why it's, it's, I mean, all games are different. Uh, but a, a buddy of mine told me that many, many years ago that there are fewer upsets in volleyball than any sport that he really watches or is associated with. Um, and I don't know. I think rally scoring mm-hmm. skewed it a little bit more to where there are a few more. But back when it was, you know, back when we were kids, as we like to say, <laughs> when it was uh, side out scoring, it was hard to, to upset somebody. It's hard to. You had to get two points for one. Yeah, a fluky uh, a fluky then. win is hard yeah, there. Yeah, I think maybe. Uh, that might be something that could really get some. Conversation going out th- there. Uh, up, up, is there less upsets in volleyball than other sports? I think uh,
0: I think it's possible. Certainly, this year's tournament, uh, every Very regional few. is one, two, three, five, except for yeah. the one that's one, two, three, four. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's the nature of you reset after every set, yeah. and it's it's a best of three yeah. instead of just you like, keeping You can't a run score. away with one. If right. somebody
1: gets, wins that first set, they're, they're not keeping that lead. You're going back to start over again. So there could be some merit there. I see. I knew you'd be thinking well, about that.
0: You know, I tell you what. Uh, well, it's also uh, what do the numbers say because you know you go into this weekend and' it's, it's number three purdue versus number two Oregon by the numbers that's an upset yeah. when you guys uh, if you guys win yeah. um, but I don't know that anybody in the volleyball world would consider that necessarily an upset
1: well I, I think it's uh, you get a two and a three at this point it's anybody's anybody's match and, and, and I do think their their experience helps them yeah. and, and their size and physicality is beneficial, but I think that this team brings some unique characteristics uh intangibles if you will that uh nobody really wants to see us come and i've said that before about some purdue teams and i've meant it then but i really mean it right now i don't think anybody wants to see us coming are
0: you guys playing as well as you have
1: oh yeah yeah. this is this is peaking it's a young team that's getting better yep i mean you know younger players are going to improve at a faster pace than, than players that have been at been knocking their heads against the wall for a long time and um I think that they they're enjoying what they're doing there's a good culture in our gym, and uh, you know I'm excited to see us go up there and play right now there's no there's no fear you know i mean we're I don't want to say we're playing with house money um, but i I think that we're we're in a good position to go up there and and, and let the fur fly yep yep uh, this
0: may be a question that that gets cut out of
1: the final edit here because
0: it might be a terrible one um, is there any Any confidence in the fact that you have wins over the other two teams in the region?
1: No, I I don't think that there's a lot to do with that. I mean, you know, I I told our team uh, in a text the other day, um, when we knew who the the four teams in this field were, that the last time we played Wisconsin, Penn State, and Oregon, we won the match. You know, this year we, we swept Penn State. We played our last match with Wisconsin here on the home boards of Holloway. Mm-hmm. We won that one, and when we played Oregon in the 2020 uh, NCA that's right uh, regional that semifinal, uh, we beat them in four. And we haven't seen Oregon since then, so um, it's not like you know some years when we've gone to the tournament and we're playing teams that with such formidable opponents that we never uh, had a chance to beat before or hadn't beaten before. This year, it's like. You know we're part of the gang at this point
0: yep yeah Yep. that is for sure Nine thirty thursday night against Oregon. you can watch the game on U. you can make the drive up to madison uh i know the field house is is a pretty big venue yeah uh, i sure think they've sold t- their
1: tickets out but if some people could have gotten them and they have uh, uh places like StubHub and seat geek and other places where you can can purchase a ticket if you really want one bad enough and I'm sure after the first round is over and we're we're still alive, that people might be able to to find an additional ticket. But we know we'll have some support up there. I know there's lots of Purdue people that are going to be there. I believe, I believe, our band and uh, cheerleaders will be making that trip, which is nice. We haven't done that before when we've gone to the regional. But uh, thanks to um, Art Euler, who's a a substantial donor, that part of his uh, um, efforts that uh, was to make sure that we would be represented. When we go to these events so that's nice
0: such a great part of the atmosphere that uh the, art and connie you art and connie yep art and connie for sure have been great supporters for the program yeah. the boiler box band helps helps oh, with the atmosphere so and much just
1: you know just knowing that you've got people there yeah uh will will make a big difference for us and well we're, we're excited we're you know we're excited about any fans that we have but clearly uh it's been a it's been a great season for growing our fan base and i i credit a lot of our individual players uh, who are very, very, are uh, becoming very popular yep. at this point, and we're looking forward to what lies ahead as well. Excellent, coach. Good luck uh, up in Madison. Thank you, Corey. It's been great, and hopefully, we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk about it again next week. Sounds great. Well, up. Well, up.